Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is January 4th, and we will be reading paragraphs 25 through 32 today. To conclude this prologue, it is fitting to recall this pastoral principle stated by the Roman Catechism. The whole concern of doctrine and its teaching must be directed to the love that never ends. Whether something is proposed for belief or for hope or for action, the love our Lord, the love of our Lord must always be made accessible, so that anyone can see that all the works of perfect Christian virtue spring from love and have no other objective than to arrive at love. Part 1. The Profession of Faith. Section 1. I believe, we believe. We begin our profession of faith by saying I believe, or we believe. Before expounding the Church's faith, as confessed in the Creed, celebrated in the liturgy and lived in observance of God's commandments and in prayer, we must first ask what to believe means. Faith is man's response to God, who reveals himself and gives himself to man at the same time bringing man a superabundant light as he searches for the ultimate meaning of his life. Thus we shall consider first, first that search, chapter 1, then the divine revelation by which God comes to meet man, chapter 2, and finally the response of faith, chapter 3. Chapter 1, Man's Capacity for God. Roman numeral 1, The Desire for God. The desire for God is written in the human heart because man is created by God and for God, and God never ceases to draw man to himself. Only in God will he find the truth and happiness he never stops searching for. The dignity of man rests above all on the fact that he is called to communion with God. This invitation to converse with God is addressed to man as soon as he, become, as soon as he comes into being, for if man exists it is because God has created him through love, and through love continues to hold him in existence. He cannot live fully according to truth unless he freely acknowledges that love, that love and entrusts himself to his creator. In many ways, throughout history down to the present day, men have given expression to their quest for God in their religious beliefs and behavior, in their prayers, sacrifices, rituals, meditations, and so forth. These forms of religious, religious expression, despite the ambiguities they often bring with them, are so universal that one may well call man a religious being. From one ancestor, God made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him though indeed he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. But this intimate and vital bond of man to God can be forgotten, overlooked, or even explicitly rejected by man. Such attitudes can have different causes, revolt against evil in the world, religious ignorance or indifference, the cares of, and riches of this world, the scandal of bad example on the part of believers, currents of thought hostile to religion, 
Finally, that attitude of sinful man, which makes him hide from God out of fear and flee his call. But the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Although man can forget God or reject him, he never ceases to call every man to seek him, so as to find life and happiness. But this search for God demands of man every effort of intellect, a sound will, an upright heart, as well as the witness of others who teach him to seek God. You are great, O Lord, and greatly to be praised. Great is your power, and your wisdom is without measure. And man, so small a part of your creation, wants to praise you. This man, though clothed with mortality and bearing the evidence of sin, and the proof that you, that you withstand the proud. Despite everything, man, though but a small part of your creation, wants to praise you. You yourself encourage him to delight in your praise. For you have made us for yourself, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Roman numeral 2 Ways of coming to know God Created in God's image and called to know and love Him, the person who seeks God discovers certain ways of coming to know Him. These are also called proofs for the existence of God, not in the sense of proofs in the natural sciences, but rather in the sense of converging and convincing arguments, which allow us to attain certainty about the truth. These ways of approaching God from creation have a twofold point of departure, the physical wor world and the human person. The world starting from, the, starting from movement, becoming, contingency, and the world's outer order and beauty, one can come to a knowledge of God as the origin and the end of the universe. As St. Paul says of the Gentiles, for what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. Ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature, namely his eternal power and deity, has been clearly perceived in the things that have been made. And St. Augustine issues this challenge, question the beauty of the earth, question the beauty of the sea, question the beauty of the air distending and diffusing itself, question the beauty of the sky, question all these realities. All respond, see, we are beautiful. Their beauty is a profession, confessio. These beauties are subject to change. Who made them, if not the beautiful one, Pusher, who is not subject to change? Thus ends our reading today of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. God bless you all, and may the, these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.